Welcome to the Muso Church Podcast. Here, we share the powerful and practical gospel of Jesus Christ until everyone is free and flourishing. We're so excited that you're here. Wherever you're listening from, we are trusting and believing that God is going to touch your life through this podcast. Good morning, good morning, church. Um, sure. Yeah. So something right now is happening that I just need a second to get right because I want to read it word for word before we even start. We're going to take a short left and then come back to Dream Conference, right? But can you just grace me with two minutes? (laughs) I get in front of people, everything goes wrong that's supposed to go right. So that's why I'll have this awkward conversation with you guys while it's happening, but it's right here. It's funny how last night as the ladies, we had a quiet moment before God, and right now it almost resembled that. Like there was almost this echo of what happened last, like yesterday, lingering into today, right? And I think, thanks dad, because that was intentional, that we don't forget the seeds that were planted yesterday, but that we're building on top of them, we're going somewhere, right? I could explain it in words, but I want to read it. I want to read it. There it is. There it is. Will you, can you join me? Go Matthew 13, verses 1 to 9. Those of you that have your Bibles, let's open Matthew 13, verses one to nine. It's a long read, but I want us to go through it. And I pray that as you're hearing this, it's for you. It's for you. It says, later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into the boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across the field, some some seeds fell on the footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rocks. The seeds sprouted quickly, but the soil was shallow. But the plants soon withered because of the weathers and the hot sun. And since they did not have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among the thorns, 
and that grew up and choked out the tender plants, the fruit. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. So I think this is something that I say every time I come up here, that there is no amount of work that Muruti and I will do after sharing the word. But today I realized we have never read it from scripture. So that you guys know that this is a principle by which God operates. Every time Jesus was teaching, he was showing a principle. He was giving a, this is how my father works. The reason I'm going to start here is because everything that was happening, everything that happened in that faith moment counts for nothing if your soil is not right. Guys, the reason Christianity has gotten to this point where we say there are no results is not because Christianity is dead. It's our soil. You get about five different kinds in one passage. Which areas are you choosing which soil to be? I come with nothing but just one ask this morning as a church. Our roots need to go deep. This seed you get every week needs to produce. But the only way is when you take up this book and look at it as in a mirror. To say, where is my heart about giving? Do I know the references in the word about giving? Where is my heart about serving? Where is my heart about loving? Where is my heart about grace for others? Not where is Muso's stance or policy. Where is God's word that you know and are busy applying in your own lives? Everything we do Everything we are trying to put together that you get excited falls back on just this simple concept of it is but nothing if your heart is not being worked on. And the working of the heart, whose job is that? That's the Holy Spirit. Only he gets that fork in and gets the roots out. Only he gets there. So this morning I ask of you that if you're going to forget everything else, that's fine. just go to Matthew 13. Go study that so that everything else that falls on your ears, every life-giving word that comes after that produces something. That's what we want. That's what we yearn for, that you grow and you go. You hear it every week, but here's how you do it. And in this house this morning, let that be a word that resounds in our ears. Let that be a stance of Every time Uruti is saying it, he's not just saying it. I need to now go be the soil. I need to know, I need to go do. Because what happened here is God did things in our lives this morning. I don't know about you, but in mine, I had to just stop and sell and go like, Lord, what you're doing is over and above. I thought yesterday was good, but this is over and above. But it doesn't stop there. Father God, thank you. Thank you that you are a God that loves us enough to teach. You don't want us figuring this out alone. And thank you that we can trust you. We can trust you, Mudimwaka, to fulfill every single word that you have breathed upon our lives. Every faith 
action that we have taken throughout this week, you are a God who's faithful and not to fulfill it. So we thank you that we are learning how to be good soil. We pray for hearts that become good soil. I pray, Mudumaka, that the thorns will fall off and die. I pray that, Mudumaka, those that are on the rocky place, they will move to a place of opening up and becoming soil for you. Soil that is ready to produce kingdom fruits. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I forgot my water before you for five minutes. Amen. And oh, that one. Thank you. Perfect. So on a lighter note, our detour is back. Let's come back. Ladies, how was Dream Conference? How amazing was Dream Conference, guys? Okay, so because other snacks, let's share with you guys what happened, right? I did a quick recap and went like, mm, I don't want you guys, I don't want to be excited here alone and then you don't know what it's about. What happened yesterday was that we looked at ourselves as a three-part man. We knew that there's a soul, there's a spirit, and a body, right? Yeah. What we did in the morning, we worked on our minds. We actually did our vision board session where we went like, Lord, what are the values that are driving us? What are we doing as ladies that is literally our everyday action, right? That was the mind being taken care of. Osle Rato Dube graced us, and she did an amazing job. <laughs> Like she broke it down word for word that we understand and that when we go home, we go and apply, right? After that, we had an awesome lunch. Like the, the body was fed. Like we had an amazing lunch. Can I please see you after church? It's what a plate is alone, mom. If it's fair, if it's fair. But we had an amazing lunch because it's important to feed all aspects, right? And then in the evening, we had Umam Notemba. Oh my goodness. What a powerhouse, what word and life was given upon us. The spirit man got what it needed. She actually spoke about diversifying, due restriction, inclusion, and then impartation, implementation, yes, right? She was speaking on that verse, yeah, Second Kings, when the prophet had said to the woman, go get jars. At the end, the prophet gives her those four things. She says, go, sell, pay, live, right? I know them this well because I had to go back and go eat. I was like, what, what, what is this, you know, from the notes? But after all of that happened, there was this beautiful moment where God showed up. Where he went like, wait, I have an appointment with my girls. And in the silence that we just had a couple of minutes ago, it was awkward for some people. We sat in silence and just felt his weight. For the first time, some people were like, oh, I don't actually have to pray. I can actually just sit by my dad. And he showed, I have messages from ladies last night about the silence was it for them. Yeah. Where they felt God show up for them. And guys, today when we came in, when once he started singing that he can do exceedingly, all those dreams that we were busy with yesterday, I was like, Lord, there you go, confirming it sealing it upon your girls because what you were busy with yesterday you're not done with it you are still doing so church thank you for joining in on conference we started yesterday and we're glad you could join us today for the rest of the party amen and today just to end off i actually just want to speak about activating the dream is not enough we need to live it so Yesterday, we had this whole concept of look at your vision board, know what your values are, and all of that. Guys, this sounds like something that should be done there by the corporates, but no, it's actually a biblical concept. God in Habakkuk says, write the vision, make it visible, so that those that see it, run with it. It says that though it tarries, 
It may delay, but in the due time it will come. How biblical is that to go do your vision board, ladies? God actually said it. Because Habakkuk in chapter 1, he's crying, he's lamenting, he's saying to God, ah, Ndwana, hey, my city, look. You, you know, he's putting it out there. Chapter 2, God takes the time to respond. And guys, like in the Bible, every time we see God respond, it's because what happened previously has merit for him to then say, I'm not going to let it pass. I want to say something. His response is not, I'm going to do something, figure it out. No, it's what I have said. Write it down. Some of us are sitting here and we have the great idea, but it keeps changing and evolving because it was never written down. You never took the time to actually, whoa, God said this. So that six months from now, I come back to this. So vision boarding and all of that was from there. That Lord, help us write down these visions. In a faith environment where we feel you inspire these dreams, help us write them down. So what is Tatwanet doing? Giving practical tools. Ladies, here's your tool, go write your dream. Here's your tool, go write your dream. But that is a biblical thing where we pour our hearts out to God. We say, Lord, here is the state of my life, of my surrounding, and he takes the time to respond. Wanamutimu, don't move before he responds. Don't get creative before he responds. Wait for that response because in having that response, there's an assurance that he's actually going to show up and fulfill. But if you came about, oh no, there's hunger in my community, let me start making sandwich. Six months down the line, it's going to weigh on you. Just have a seller. Have a more. Oh, seller, it's a pause. It's a like when you pause. Because in the Psalms, there's so many words, then they say to you, seller, stop. Pause. Reflect on what you were reading. So every time I'm saying that, it's that moment of just stop. Life gets so overwhelming with all its voices. Stop. You have so much to say to God, then stop. And allow for him to speak. Once you have that, run. And that's where we are. We took our time yesterday, stopping. Getting it? Now run. Mekula started the evening and said, I am giving you permission to yeah. give yourself permission. That's a powerful thing. Because some of us are waiting for someone to affirm the dream on our life, right? That's a powerful thing that she did yesterday because she said, stop waiting for it. Here you go. So I'm going to do it to those that were not here. Stop waiting for it. Here's the permission. Give yourself permission to do what God is telling you to do. Not what you think, Bazran. We are not standing here preaching a gospel of dream up things and then you drag God into it. No, the other way around. Hear what God is saying and then run with what he's saying. Two different things. Which is why yesterday's session of just activating the dream is not enough. We need to then go and live it. I thought God took the time to respond to you. Where do you get off now taking that response and just chilling with it? If it was not yesterday, some of you have had that dream for that long and you know God has spoken in your life. Where do you get off now just taking the precious word of God upon your life and just sitting with it? When the word says, the world is waiting for the sons of God 
So it is in that dream, it is in that vision that God has given you, that you are sitting with, that someone does not get their answer. And that's not pressure to hey, make you feel guilty, no. But it's to show you that God gave you that response because in that season, in that time, he knew that this dream will touch this life and that life and that life and that life. So where do we get off having powerful answers from God? God Almighty speaking to us directly that we just do nothing. Children of God, having a dream and having it activated is not enough. We need to live out these dreams. We need to live out these big goals, these big things that God has said, Judah, there you go. Worship as by name. Do it. Not think about it, sass around. Do it. And in activation, I actually had a very funny conversation last night. Guys, can you teach me? How do you start a car? What do you do? How do you get a car? Okay, so imagine you're a driver. You get in the driver's seat. How do I get from pro-equity to mainland? Those that drive, what are the steps that you do? It's something you do so naturally, you don't even think about it, right? But what do you do, actually? Guys, please shout it out. Please engage me. Where do you start? So the driving in the house has just gotten very interesting. When I sat down, some of you, they choked and they did not start. Like, yeah, it got interesting in the house. But let's, let's, let's go here. Let, let's follow one thought pattern. Let's imagine that you check that the gearbox is in neutral, right? Like you get in the car, you sit, you check that the gear is in neutral. Then you step on the clutch and brakes, I heard. Then the next thing, you put the, guy in, the car in gear, right? Okay, okay, yes, and that's the other thing. Disclaimer, come to the manual side of life. Come to the manuals. Think of a manual. Think of a manual. Then after that, you do what? You actually ignite the car. You start the car. You, you handbrake, off the brakes, start accelerating, and all of a sudden, the car is moving, right? But, but I did ask one thing. How do you get from pro-equity to Mainland, you don't just drive around and mainland pops in front of you, do you? So you follow something. You follow, uh, right? And then you get to mainland. Destination, nice, have your pizza, chicken licking preferably, and so on. When I speak about activation, I'm speaking about igniting. An engine could be running and idling for the whole day if it doesn't get to where it's going. Something as practical as driving your car, you know to get in for an intent to get to the destination and back. Your life, your dreams. Why is it that you are happy with just starting them, starting them? Getting excited, getting excited, getting, but not actually. No, ladies, the reason it's getting personal is because yesterday you did the work of igniting your dreams. 
are you guys going to leave those engines idly? I was asking Maruti this morning, which is the biggest engine? Not even a BM. Oh, we think body Subaru, body Porsche. Not even the biggest of engines can just. He did not say that. He said to me, I must Google. In, my, in his defense, he went like, babe, please Google, because what you're asking me, I'm not sure. What you're, I'm like, just give me names. I want a name drop. But my point is, even the biggest of engines, how, even if you just started, it's not miraculously going to just now get to the destination. It's not going to do it. So guys, how's about our lives? How, they're, they're more precious than an engine to God. They are more, he was intentional when putting you together in your mother's womb. So how much more your life that needs to move? Let's get moving. Because having the dream, it's not enough. It's not enough. But we need to start here. That God is the one that has the ultimate dream for you. Jeremiah, I'm going to do scriptures, then talk to you guys. Jeremiah 29 verses 11 says, this is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed by Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this land. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. The reason I'm starting with the Babylon part is because we never read that. We just know the, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you. We know the latter, not the starting part. And then I heard with a car that if you don't do the whole clutch and what, what your car might choke and you're not going to actually move, right? There are certain things that we need to let go of in our minds in order to start certain things. There are certain years of, so representation of the 70 years would be going through a season where God is getting you ready for where you're going. I get Just like in your car, the prep work of actually getting the gear in and the car moving, your spiritual life needs the same. You can't just when you can't just now wake up today and you're like, okay, this dream is happening now. Uh-uh. Even David, your shepherd. Guys, think of any person with anything big that happened in the Bible. There was a start, an ordaining of sort, then a process that happened till the fulfillment of it, but then now after that is also presented. So God has the ultimate dream. He put you on this earth at a specific time wove you together with those dreams because he knew that at 2022, there will be a Judah. There will be a Gondi that needs to do something specific for me that my kingdom advances. I am not saying everyone now come into full-time ministry and come and do what we do full-time. But where, right where you are, he knew about even that. And he's saying, because I knew the plans, they were not plans of wishy-wishy, I'll, I'll figure it out as you are messing up along the way. No, it was set plans that are going to prosper you. You just need to decide whether do I want the plan of God for my life? Do I actually want what he wants for me? Or do I think I am a better creator of dreams? Because that's the other trap we fall into when we go and do these, these vision boards, where you put everything you want from your wanting, wanting, wanting place. And not take the time to go like, God, what is your intent for this vessel, for this container? It is never too late to start, and it's never too early 
to start. Because wherever you are meeting him, the plan is good. Wherever you are taking the, the plan is good. Guys, I think it's one of the best things, I think, one of the best things my dad brought me up in is one verse that he says over and over and over again is that God watches upon his word to fulfill it. That has created in me, uh, if God didn't say it, I ain't claiming it. Because I'm claiming something that I am not sure is part of the plan. I am attracting and getting excited over things that may not be the plan of God and actually derailing me from what he wants. So when he speaks about, I know the plans, it goes into, he has a plan. Mudimu is not saying, let there be light, I think there should be light. He said, let there be light, and there was light. So he's saying, I have a plan for your life. Full stop, not, I'm going to think about it, I'm going to put it to, guys, there is a plan. Someone needs that reassurance this morning, that you, I am not sure, is good, go ask God, because there is a plan. Then those of you that have figured out this plan, be reminded, it is God's plan, not yours. Get out of the way and let his plan. We're starting there. It is God's plan. Sis, man, not timber. I never know whether to call her by surname or name. The speaker that was here last night actually said to us that in the beginning, she divided down the Bible, and she actually taught us that in the beginning, for Genesis, there, God was actually just setting the premise of, I'm in charge. Giving us the law, showing us that he's the holy one. If he's in charge and has a plan, isn't it better to follow that plan? Isn't the scripture of many are? The what? That scripture, many are the plans in a man's heart, but only the will of God prevails. That one? Isn't it then better to go to the one that's going to prevail? Even after you go circles around crying and throwing a tantrum about what you think you want, his plan is going to prevail. So how's about we save ourselves the trouble? Like, can we save ourselves? Let's save the counseling sessions. Get to the plan. No, I promise you, some of the counseling sessions is just, honestly, three old in big bodies trying to get their way. And I'm saying this from the best place ever because I'm like, we would get more done if we were done with the tantrums and now are following God's plan. The receivers would be in line with God's plan. And then, once we get out of that door, it's not going to vanish. It is going to be then, but I'm following God's plan. It would bother you if I'm still on God's plan. Yeah. The reason about this mixture of it, is it really real? Did I really receive it? It's because you were receiving things you have no business receiving. And God is not now going to change everything to suit what Judah would want. God is still going to stick to the ultimate and good plan. If he's all-knowing and changes just one script, don't you guys think, give him a puzzle piece and then it will affect another piece and another piece? Stick to the main good plan for your life. That's God's plan for your life. That's just number one. The second thing I want to speak about is going to be very touchy for a lot of people. 
Do you know what the nice thing is? We've already had a receive session, right? I can just, right, be faithful, right? The second one, <laughs> it's actually, it's uncomfortable even for me. That's why I'm laughing. Get comfortable with the unknown. While working on the things that you do know. A dream was activated. We are living it. Okay? But here's the thing, guys. We're never going to be God. We're never going to know everything. Get that. Full stop. Like, hey, there's no, we pray till we are blue in the face and all of a sudden you get your life revealed every step. Ayo. He says it in his word. Let's go to it. Deuteronomy 29 verses 29 says, this is where he was setting the rules that I'm in charge. Remember? Listen to what he says. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are made known belong to us and our children so that we may obey all the words of the law. Let me give you another translation to make it a bit. When I'm talking about law, let's use another one. It says, God our God will take care of the hidden things. How nice is that? So he's not saying get comfortable with it and then nothing is going to happen. He's going to get those done. That's his job as Father God. Not it's his job. It's what he says he wants to do. If he didn't want to do it, he wouldn't have put it in his word. There you go. He wouldn't have put it in his word, guys, that he wants to take care of certain things in the dream if he wasn't going to get those things done. Let's, let's, let's connect this. He's the mastermind behind the plan. And all he's asking you is that leave the unknown because I'm taking care of them. How much ease does that breathe over our lives? Because this getting anxious over, I don't have this in place, I don't have, it's because you're thinking you're God. And you have to make this thing work. That is not what he's saying to us. That, it, that, that, that's, that's, that's a mindset that we need to take the word and wash ourselves and get rid of that thing. Because his word says something else. It says, leave the unknown, but get busy with the things that you do know. And guys, what do we, okay, Koko Balintu saying, how many things do we know from the Bible about how we ought to be living our lives as Christians? Basic 101. How many scriptures are there about how you should be giving? Are you busy with that? But instead you wanna go put on your vision board that you wanna be financially stable. Irony much? How many of, how many of the, and I'm not, I'm not fetching anyone because it always comes as though we do. How many single people in the house are praying for husbands and spouses? Are you guys staying pure? No, no, no. Uh, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. 
how many scriptures, okay, so there's not even scriptures, just that one text that speaks about the fruits of the Spirit. How many of those fruits do you, ex that do you actually live out and try and strive to? But then you want to ask God to give you a promotion in a bigger company where you're going to show absolutely no fruits, no God colors, but just you. So my simple thing in living out this dream that's activated is get busy with the things you do know. Simple basics. S guys, simple, simple, be kind. Simple, simple, even I, not I repent, don't shout at people on the road. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I, I legit repent, I, I do. I'm not even driving, but I'm shouting for him. <laughs> My thing about it is, can we, can we stop bothering God to reveal the big, when the ones that he has revealed were not faithful with man? This is not said from a place of judgment, but I'm also convicted by this word. Oh, Lord, how many things am I asking and asking and asking for? But the ones that are in plain sight, I'm overlooking them as if they are not important. If they were not important, why did he take decades giving us this law? Why would he take so much time to plan out salvation until you got this message? It's because it is important. Guys, by the time you get to that big dream that you have god help us that we have characters that are going to keep us there characters that are built through the everyday obedience of the small things put it down let's honor the word of god and what he has revealed because just the latter part says the ones that are known are not just for you but for your children there are certain disciplines there are certain habits there are certain, let's put it like this. The word of God is not a nice to have read. There are certain principles that God is making plain to us. And if we practice those, even our children will benefit because they will grow up in an environment where they know hard work is hard work. A hand that is put to work is one that can eat and receive. But because we're launching about it, our kids come into this whole thing, ah, oh, it must just fall from heaven. Our dreams are not just about us. It's about the generations that are coming. It's about cultivating communities around us that see God flavors, man. Like they, they, they see something of you and they're like, it's different. The way you do it, man, I want to associate with that. And that's because it's a principle you learn by just getting busy with the known. It is revealed so that God is not this mysterious person in heaven that doesn't want us to get all the things that he has promised us. No. Instead, he says, I've given you the first basics of everything good that I want you revealed in your life. Get busy with this. Then I can trust you with more. Then revelation will fall upon your life. Then favor falls upon what you're doing. Then everything else comes from you just being busy with what you already know. But if you don't know this, it makes sense why we're not doing what he wants from us. It makes sense. Why we want to read the latest motivations, and, but not the actual one that has everything we need. I'm not saying don't read, but I'm saying prioritize this one. Maybe two, two books, right? It's, they're called books, yes. Two books before you go to three chapters of, I won't say the word. 
Can we say this part of just getting busy with what we know? Right now, in the room, we all know what the big dream is. Or you have an idea of sort of, I like this and I want it. But how many of us are just trying to stay faithful today? Don't. Oh, see. Now, we're going to talk about the faith. It's cute in Twitter. I promise I'm going to stop. I promise I'm going to stop. Um, what I mean by that, and what I want you to get is that if anything, you get the big one. You get the ultimate. It makes no sense if you're not going to be faithful with it. So why would God trust you with it? He knows you're not faithful. God just give to the needy. Live with a generous heart. How does he trust you to give? How's on a lay? Do you guys get the proportion of it? We sometimes ask of God things we don't make practical to ourselves. We, we honestly receive, proclaim things that make no sense. Because milk. He still looks at us and goes like, you are drinking milk and I want you to get to the meat. You have, like, there is that scripture that I love reading over and over again that I need you guys to move from the milk, get to the meat, so that the ones that are coming have provision with milk. But we are still at the milk. Guys, we have not raised dead bodies yet. So we are not done with the things of God. Get that sentence in context. He said you will do greater exploits than I. That is the power at hand for you. Like he said that I want you guys to do more than what I did. But we are still busy receiving nothing wrong with receiving. But just what are we receiving? The kingdom of God? or our desires, our wants, and not his good plan. In closing, because I need to wrap up somehow. That last sentence is pretty good, and it's pretty simple. Base your hope in the word. I said it about my dad, like, Papa says that scripture so many times, I think he sings it even in his sleep. Right? Parable of the sower. Like you can name the stuff that he says over and over again. The reason this one is the cherry on top on the cake of this whole weekend is that all the things that we are receiving, if it's not in his word, if he did not say it. Let me give you the scripture reference of what I'm trying to say to you. It says in Psalms 38 verses 2, I bow down towards your holy temple and I give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. That one is big, faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. Above my desires is God fulfilling his word. Above the most, like the most perfect plan put together is him staying faithful to his word. 
So it does not matter how good my dream is. If it is outside the word of God, it is a fantasy of desires. I am not saying don't dream, but I'm saying how to go check if it's really in his word for you. Like simple thing like healing. It is in his word, right? So we don't profess it from a, I think I should be healed, might actually be healed. I'm not sure. No, Lord, by your stripes, you say I am healed. Now, Father God, be faithful to your word. Right? What does that do? It gives us actually this framework of dreaming in a place where we know God will show up. Guys, don't you want to know that the next best thing I think about, coupled with what he said, is definitely going to happen. It's a matter of time. Because if he says I've exalted my word and my name, and I watch upon it to fulfill it, whenever you are quoting scripture back at him, you're holding him to be faithful to what he said, not what you dreamt up. Ladies, those vision boards can be vision boards, but let them have scriptural references under there. Where for the house and provision, you call him to be Jaira from his word. Where for, like, proportion your dream to the word of God, child of God. That hope will always be alive if it's founded in the word. That dream will keep going. Because, guys, we just know that his timing is perfect. The delay in getting it is not that it's not coming. If it's based on his word, if it is really, every scripture is God's breath. And what did his breath do in the beginning to show us the power of it? It created heaven and earth. Right? That's, that's how you can parallel that. Okay, if you say a word like, let there be light, there comes light. So if you say a word like, I am the, I can trust that it, I am that. I can trust your master plan timing, but I can trust it's coming because you watch upon the word to fulfill it. Ladies, that's the long and short. Church of God, that's the long and short. Having an activated dream, having a dream that is planned out and well is not enough. We need to live it out. And how do we live this out? Number one, we remember that it is God's good plan, not ours to figure out. Number two, we then leave the unknown to be the unknown as we get our hands dirty with what we do know. Then lastly, we just base all hope on a word that he watches to fulfill. These are not airy-fairy things that then stay in the air. They are grounded and something that we can profess with our mouth day in, day out. Speak over my dreams. Speak over the vision he's given me because his word he's going to come through and fulfill. So I'm not chanting just fantasies, but I'm calling on God to say, this is you. You said it. You fulfill it. If anything for our dreams, I pray that God will make clear not just the dream, but the word that it comes with. Amen. We receive our dreams differently. Others in the others, they prophesied over you. But I pray that God reveals the actual, when I said this in Habakkuk, I was speaking about you. Yeah. When I said this promise, I was speaking about you. So that you believe not us and prophets, but a God that is faithful and will fulfill yes. his word. Yes. 
Guys, let's take the attention back to God. Let's take the efforts back to the one that deserves it. And the one that actually gets these things done. Not the gatherings like this, not the pastor, not that. But back to just these dreams are about God. It's about God getting all glory on this earth. It's about God colors coming out of this house. It's about us going into, go ye therefore. Through my dream, I'm going. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that this message has been a blessing to you. Why not be a blessing to someone else by sharing this message with them? Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Goodbye and God bless.